2: Two of our broadcast. So many people moved by the testimony of Marine Tyler Justin Vargas Andrews breaking down during his testimony. It just it just blows my mind that these folks can be just so easily disregarded, forgotten. This texture saying Vince, I sobbed watching that serviceman testify about how he was blown up so many dead around him. Our military has been politicized. And this political party doesn't care about Americans. Vince Biden did this to those servicemen. He sold them out to the Taliban and China. Vince, that testimony is so sad, the Biden administration will never take responsibility for it. Another person saying there will be no accountability, just like anything else they do, that people get hurt or thrown in jail for nothing. It's ridiculous. Is Adam Kinziger going to cry to this Marine and say, (laughs) you guys held like he did with the Capitol Police? Prayers for that Marine and the others affected by this. The government doesn't see dead Americans as a tragedy, but instead an opportunity to exploit. That text from a Marine's mom. Wow. Where's the accountability for Bush getting us into Afghanistan and Iraq for 20 years, Vince? Another instance of manufactured outrage on your part with no larger context. Really? Really? Why? see this is the kind of and I, if, I'm just gonna say it. This is the kind of stupidity That we've got to stop You don't have to put these things against each other I Would say there needs to be accountability for all these things You don't dismiss something just because your political party is involved Don't I know it folks? Between you and I, my dad was at Normandy when they hit the beach. Had no respect for war. He was required to stack dead bodies like cordwood on the beach. What yelled at most, most at me today, war is only justified to those that don't have to participate in it. A big thank you to all our great world leaders, perhaps the smallest people in the world. Wow. mm Vince, you can get mad or upset if you want. The truth is, this would never have happened under Trump. And this person goes on to talk about the fake election. Boy, I'm, I'm serious, folks. If you don't get off this fake election stuff, this is going to be a mess. It's already probably going to be a mess in 2024. This is why I'm talking about being serious. And I do mean very, very serious. There's just no time for trivial stupidity. Coming up with stupid nicknames for people. This is a time for serious people. Very much so. Speaking of serious. (laughs) Some of you will get a good laugh out of this. But I I think we have to be aware that this is going to be part of our conversation about how we deal with Mexico in light of recent developments. I don't think one incident is something that ought to drive us toward war. But I will say, rightly or wrongly, we're going to hear increased calls for some sort of stepped-up activity in Mexico to bring this cartel situation under control. Because it's very clear, the Mexican government, um, combination can't and won't. Enter Lindsey Graham, who says he's prepared to introduce some legislation to set the stage for U.S. military force in Mexico. Saying it's time to get tough. After the kidnapping of four Americans, two of them killed. This was a conversation with Fox News host Jesse Waters, saying he would follow the advice of former President Trump on Mexico policy. He said, if you continue to give safe haven to drug dealers, you're an enemy of the United States. Let's first off hear from Lindsey Graham. Those of you in South Carolina, I'm sure you're very proud Here is Lindsey Graham speaking about the problem in Mexico. The problem.
3: I'm trying to stop the poisoning of America. The current model is not working. We have an open border. We have uh, a narco state in Mexico that basically either doesn't have the will to deal with uh, drug cartels or they don't have the capability. We're losing 70,000 people a year Mm. to fentanyl poisoning coming from Mexico. We lost 50,000 in the entire Vietnam War. We're losing 200 people a day. This is a national security crisis. Four South Carolinians, two were killed and two were uh, kidnapped and tortured by going to Mexico by drug cartels. So what am I trying to do? They've been terrorizing America, the drug cartels. I want to terrorize them. I want to create a model where they can't sleep at night, the homes they build from blood of Americans by selling fentanyl and other drugs, that we look at the, those homes, their safe havens, and we destroy them. I want to work with Mexico, but foreign terrorist organization designation to the drug cartels ups the game. It's the highest designation you can give a criminal enterprise. It would allow us to bring prosecutions against chemical companies in China that provide materials to the Mexican drug cartels. It would up the game on the law enforcement side, but that's not enough.
2: So what should we do? Lindsey Graham, here is what he describes as his Mexico plan, listen up.
3: Plan Columbia in the year 2000 was a plan by Bill Clinton mm. to send American military uh, uh, members to Colombia to deal with a cocaine problem. They were advisors, they went on raids, and they helped take down the FARC and the cocaine networks that were raging in the 90s and early 2000s in Colombia. I want to plan Mexico. I wanna empower our military to use lethal force against drug cartels, blow up their labs, go after them individually because they're a great threat to the country. These are are, are evil people. This is the 40th anniversary of labeling the Soviet Union evil. There's no more evil force on the planet uh, than Mexican drug cartels.
2: Oh boy. What do you think? Military action. <laughs> this... I don't think there's a lot of love for Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. (laughs) Lindsey Graham is full of bowel matter. Lindsey Graham's a globalist, warmongering idiot. His plan would lead to millions of refugees coming up here. They would no longer be illegal. Way to go, Blackjack Graham. How about militarizing the border? We're going to send $5 billion to Mexico to help them like Ukraine? Congress is probably partially funded by these cartels. Shut up! (laughs) Stay with us.
0: Sit
2: down and shut up, Lindsay. Why these texts, they're brutal. The American people are fed up with you warmongering idiots. You want to mobilize against the drugs coming into the U.S.? Seal the darn borders. Otherwise, I don't want to hear a peep out of your freaking mouth. <laughs> so you and your buddies in the military-industrial complex can make more millions. Wow. Hmm. this texture says sounds like a bunch of crybabies we need action and yes blood spilled it's sad but needed why don't we just make the mexico border a big toll booth if the democrats are not going to stop the flow of immigrants and republicans want a wall if we build a wall with a big toll booth everyone wins we also get more money to subsidize non-working americans <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Just incredible, isn't it? <laughs> um, Mostly what I'm seeing here is hostility toward the idea of military action. Most of this is hostility. I think I've seen maybe one text here where somebody's agreeing that Lindsey Graham is right on the money. Gramnesty talked a good game. But when you're for open borders, you're part of the problem. We wouldn't need war if we kept Trump's Mexico policy in place. But that maybe would have meant keeping President Trump. Somebody tell lying Lindsay he can shove it. <laughs> oh boy. Let's come closer to home. With some possible positive news, I've got some bad news and some good news. Let me start with the good news first. And you'll understand why this is so important. WYFF reporting lawmakers close to granting $47.5 million needed to replace a crumbling dam in Greenville that's holding back toxic waste. This is a 130 year old ticking time bomb. That's how it's described. The Canesti Dam in Greenville County is the only thing that keeps tons of toxic chemicals from drinking water, animal habitats, and property that lines the Reedy River in several counties. The dam is showing visible cracks under the weight of millions of gallons of water and toxic sediment that lies below the surface. It's old, it's brittle. And high risk. This is a vestige. According to Jeffrey Allen. The executive director of South Carolina. Water Resources Center at Clemson. The dam is a vestige of. Greenville's mill age. And holds back chemicals from. Petroleum pesticides and dyes. Everything that's come from all the mills. That used to be on the Reedy River. stopped there at the Canesty Dam. And it's all just sitting there in the sediment behind the dam. If that dam breaks, those chemicals trapped in the sediment will make their way down the Reedy River. Impacting birds, turtles, fish on the way to Lake Greenwood. Greenwood County's only source of drinking water. So, this would be a disaster. And the cost to clean it up would be in the billions. So, $47.5 million Ah, uh, that's kind of a drop in the bucket. The idea is to replace the dam 10 feet downstream. The vote on this will come up next week. And the goal is to try to break ground on it in fall of this year. It's going to take three or five years to build this dam. There's going to be a Q&A Monday in Greenwood County. DHEC will give a briefing on what is involved. And there'll be state and local leaders there to provide information. So it looks like there is some proactive planning in the works that will hopefully work out in time to prevent disaster. All right. Now we've got to get to the bad news reported by the South Carolina Freedom Caucus. Here's what they posted on social media. Long day at the state house and a bad day for conservatism. Why? Crony capitalist Republicans combined with the Dems to shoot down common sense amendments to fight wokeism on a workforce bill. Wonderful. Then they passed a hate crimes bill in South Carolina. Who are these people anyway? I mean, I'm serious. Several Republicans joined with Democrats to kill an amendment by Representative R.J. May that would prohibit taxpayer money from going to companies pushing woke ESG nonsense. The Environmental, Social, and Governance Rating System, a social credit score for corporations measuring how close in bed they are with the woke left. Even worse, establishment Republicans then joined with Dems to kill amendments that prohibited taxpayer money from paying for woke diversity, equity, and inclusion training or trainers. The Republican supermajority sure was useless today. We will continue with the conservative fight. I've said for quite some time, and this is a perfect example. This is supposed to be a red state. This, again, is one of those situations where you raise the question, what's the point of the Republican Party? What is it? Democrat light? Is that what this is? It's mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. So again, this comes back to bad leadership. And to be honest with you, uh, with the two-party system dominant as it is, I'm just not sure how you fix this. Because people tend to vote for the same um, feckless leadership, and that's probably a kind way to put it, over and over again. It's absolutely crazy. Since we're talking about the upstate, this one grabbed my attention. Three Greenville County deputies suspended after an internal affairs investigation into an incident that left a Deputy shot in the foot. What in the world was this about? Lieutenant Ryan Flood said in a release, the deputy shot another deputy February 22nd during a training exercise in Abbeville County. Flood said the GCSO Office of Professional Standards launched an investigation, learned that deputies were training with blank rounds during a controlled exercise. The training hosted by the Abbeville County Sheriff's Office, including canines, various agencies, including the Greenville County Sheriff's Office. Deputies were securing their equipment when one of the deputies discharged a blank round from a gun in which it was determined to be, guess what, horseplay. In response, another deputy discharged his weapon, inadvertently striking the deputy in the foot, forgetting he had already transitioned back to his duty weapon. Deputies provided medical aid to the injured deputy. He was transported to the hospital, treated and released, fortunately. But um, suspension of three Greenville County deputies over this. Not too fun now, is it, folks? Stay with us. Uh, cool nuggets on the text line. This, Vince Biden and the Democrats are having a field day with Tucker Carlson. My met- message to Fox show hosts, stop talking about January 6th and stolen elections for crying out loud. <laughs> and this, about South Carolina and their politics, I would say South Carolina is much, as much a purple state as North Carolina. We straight-up elect Democrats in that state. South Carolina elects Democrats disguised as Republicans. (laughs) Yeah. This is pretty crazy, isn't it? Let us go out to a call from Willie joining us. Good morning, Willie. It's been a long time.
4: Put some hot. In my burrito. Oh yes, my sir.
2: goodness. What are we gonna do with you? What do you have to say to us today?
4: I miss I miss John and I missed you, Vince. But so I thought they got rid of you, man.
2: Now why would you think such a thing? You're the one who's disappeared, not me.
4: I went on tour, baby. I went on tour. I'm back. And I'm back to harass you and give you a lot of love. I miss I... you very much.
2: Well, thank you. So wh- what are your thoughts today? What are you wanting to talk about?
4: Well, listen, I woke up in a great mood in the great state of North Carolina. I was away in different states, and I've seen it all now, Vince, and I figure I just got to come back home to you, come to Papa. Hey, look here. So uh, what time do you walk uh, your dogs? I want to drop mine off. Mine needs to be walked as well. <laughs> Let me know. What kind of dog do you have anyway? I got a little. I got Rambos, one of those Yorkies very good. Oh, my
2: good. goodness. Oh, my anyway, goodness.
4: Anyway, uh, yeah, so this whole drug issue, I've seen it firsthand. Um, you know, I was telling you, your, your screen guy, he's really good, by the way. He deserves uh, extra money and extra bonus. Uh, they know about it. They knew about fentanyl a while ago. People are up in arms now. You know, I'm so naive. you familiar in Philadelphia with this street called Kensington or this area? Yes. Yeah, and they call it zombie, zombie zone, or some zombie something. Okay. I I I never knew that existed in the United States. I'm so you know, um, and I and I cannot believe that people actually live in those conditions. I know in and back in the '80s the crack epidemic, and I knew the whole foray between that. But that's something that we need to address at home, parents. You know, sitting down and. Taking the phone away and talking to the kids about the dangers out here in the world. I think that uh, the the overparenting, helicopter parenting, and just trying to please these kids with everything they ask for, not allowing them to uh, learn about life other than the phone and social media, it's really destroying these these teenagers. Man, it really is. Lack of I guidance. Yep. I have always rules. No television when we eat in the car when we drive together. No phones. I mean, we, we we talk. We talk about things. What do you think?
2: Yeah. There's a novel idea. Well, Willie, uh, I've got to tell you, that's some great wisdom you've communicated today. Uh, it's good to hear from you again. Uh, we quickly go to the upstate in Greenville. And Jarvis, good morning. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Is Jarvis still there? Yes. Hey, how are you? All right, sir.
4: So, you know, there's the two police officers, green country police officers that were uh they originally just put on administrative paid
2: administrative
4: leave, and I think they're now being suspended, you know, where there was force play incident where they shot each other.
2: So uh, Rather about? unfortunate, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah. So so my question is is you know, why aren't they being held to
2: the same standards that, you know, civilians would? You know, they, they each
4: should be charged with, you know, assault with a deadly weapon. You know, one of them was loaded with blanks, but it's still a deadly weapon, and it was an assault.
2: Well, I think... uh the problem you're going to come into here is one of intent, I, because I think with you know this characterized as something as horseplay, you're going to have a hard time proving there is a motivation on anybody's part to hurt anyone else. Uh, which just another reminder: you do not play around with weapons. It's just not, just not cool. It's really that simple. You may have heard the news that Senator Mitch McConnell. Has been hospitalized after a fall. He tripped at a local hotel. 81 year old Mitch McConnell. He was attending a private dinner in Washington. Happened on Wednesday. He tripped, admitted to a hospital for treatment. No additional details in his condition or how long he might be absent. Now, back in 2019, he tripped and fell at his home in Kentucky, suffering a shoulder fracture. At the time, he underwent surgery to repair the fracture in his shoulder, and the Senate just started a summer recess, so he was able to work from home for a few weeks while he recovered. Mitch McConnell was elected in 1984. In January, he became the longest-serving Senate leader when the new Congress convened. The previous record was 16 years. This is... As you know, not the kind of record that we should be uh, setting. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Um, And again, I'm not trying to kick a guy while he's down, but I just remind you again, this ought to be another reminder of how important it is. We've talked about term limits. Um, There's just no reason for this guy to still be there. You know, when he's recovering at home, he should stay at home. I mean, I'm, hey, I'm talking about, quote, my side. You know, do we have the honesty to be able to have this conversation? I I think it's time. Way past time, perhaps. Another quick item as well. We finally heard from someone in the Murdoch family. Alex Murdoch's older brother is speaking out after the murder trial, saying he knew all along Alex was a liar and a thief. He's the first member of the family to give an interview following the end of the trial last week, which got international attention. Alex Murdoch found guilty for killing his wife and son, June 2021, serving life in prison. Talking to the New York Times, Randy Murdoch says he knew Alex was a habitual liar and a thief. Asked if he believes Alex carried out the murders of Maggie and Paul. Randy said he still does not know. He did say he knows more than he's saying. He's not telling the truth, in my opinion, about everything. The not knowing is the worst there is. By the way, Alex Murdoch facing 99 financial crimes. Following allegations he stole money from clients. His law firm. And, by the way, even his brother Randy... It's just absolutely crazy, isn't it? Stay with us. Final stretch of our broadcast, the Vince Coakley Radio program. This text is saying, Vince, I don't necessarily agree with term limits. I do agree there should be an age limit on members of Congress and the Senate. <laughs> and because, you know, I I don't think this is too terribly bad to make these kind of jokes. Vince Turtlehead Mitch probably tripped over one of the money stacks that China sent him. (laughs) I'm really surprised Mitch McConnell hasn't suffered any more fractures or broken bones during his lifetime because that guy's always tripping. Constantly trips over his own lies and takes too many free trips on our dime. Or am I the one tripping? Good question, Jeff. You know, I think this is... Um... I'll just leave it there, but I do wish Mitch McConnell well. All jokes aside about this, I'm glad there's nothing serious here, and hope he has a speedy recovery. Honestly, you know, I've repeatedly said on this broadcast, very much want to focus on our humanity, our common humanity, especially with um, things of this nature that. Um, There are things that transcend politics, right? We can have a little sense of humor about some things with Biden, his trips. So, there you go. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. A total of nine items here. And, Chris, we began in the year 1796. Seems like this guy has been on this uh, day in history before. Good. This short guy, there's your big hint. Napoleon. (laughs) Ha ha, he's already got it. He married Josephine in Paris. Well, I'll put short with the year, the year, uh, you know, the 18th century, and that's, you know, you get Napoleon. There you go. Interestingly enough, the country he's connected to ended its occupation of Veracruz, Mexico, ending the Great Pastry War. What was that country? Uh, Same country Napoleon is from. You are correct. France had a pastry war with Mexico. (laughs) The great pastry war. 1936. This was a warning in this country. The press in this country warned all Jews who vote in upcoming elections will be arrested. 1936, the year.
1: You'll have to tell me. That is Germany. Oh, okay. Germany. I've still got pastry war. I'm still thinking pastry war. I Can't get
2: beyond that one. 1959, we have the debut of this most famous doll in the world at a toy fair in New York City. What is the Uh, the doll that... Marilyn Monroe... No, it's uh, Barbie. It's Barbie. 1959 was the year, the year my sister was born. This muscle car... The very first one of its kind from Ford rolled off the assembly line. Was it a Mustang? The Mustang, of course. I was guessing. 1979, a lawsuit inspired Major League Baseball to allow these folks into locker rooms for the first time. Uh, Female reporters. Female reporters. This was... Groundbreaking at the time, 1979. 1986. Boy, this was sad when this occurred. I cannot forget this at all. Navy divers found the space shuttle Challenger's cabin with remains of the crew. That's one of those events that's forever in my mind. 1996. This comedian passed away at the age of 100. We thought this guy was going to live forever. You remember him? Milton Burrow. No, George Burns. George Burns, you're absolutely right. But did Milton Berle make it to a hundred? I am not sure. I mm. will have to. Now you have he me curious. He was up there, man. I uh, yes, he was definitely up there. He, he was ex- a legend too, you know. He absolutely was a legend. He only made it to ninety-four. <laughs> I oh, believe. okay. All right, ninety-four. Well, he lived well, from what I understand. <sighs> Tell me about it. That's uh, that's really good. 2020, this is one of the countries that uh, the uh, most terrifying stories about COVID um, came out in 2020. Do you remember that? Italy issuing a nationwide quarantine because of the COVID 19 outbreak. Uh, I think this is one of the things that started to scare so many people. And in this country we had a lot of lockdowns
0: 2020 is kind of a
2: horrible blur
4: it's, it's, yeah it's
2: isn't just, it it's just kind of a skid mark it's like okay we had a that was a rough patch let's block it out i wish i could forget every bad thing that happened in 2020. yeah it was uh certainly a very challenging time for a lot of people the deaths the hospitalizations and frankly there are people who still Are dealing with the effects of COVID-19. It's described as long COVID and uh, so many political implications from that as well. That's all the time we have for the broadcast today. We so appreciate your presence with us and Lord willing, we will talk to you very soon. Have yourselves a great day and God bless you. Adios.